All right, this is Fixie's Playground, and I am your host and creator, Trevor Blanchard. And tonight, for the first time, we have our co-host. Co-host, tell the people hi. Woo! Yeah. My name is Simon. How you guys doing? Yep, yep. Y'all <laughs> heard me talk about him. Um, he, We're officially getting this ball rolling. Um, it is January 12th, a couple of days after my birthday. Had a good birthday. Ate a steak. Had some cake. Good day. That's right. I wish you happy birthday on Facebook. Yes. Yes, you did. So did many other people. And I told them, thank you. Um, you Yep. 30, 33 is uh, not that much different from 32, but uh, you know, it's another year. So it's cool. Over 31. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. If I shave my beard, I'd look like 25. So yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not anymore, but I look younger. The beard kind of uh... a. So like the day after Thanksgiving, I decided not to shave. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know why, but I'm 21. I can grow something. And yesterday, guys, I'm like, the hell with it. I'm just, I can't. There's patches all over the place. And it was like almost like an emotional moment. Mm -hmm. So I just shaved the whole thing. Yeah. I I felt ashamed. Uh, it happens. I don't, I shave my beard maybe like once every three years and I regret it every single time, but it's good to remind yourself what I, I, you look like underneath. So, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. yep. Yep. Alrighty then. Well, we'll start off with tonight's topic, which will be, uh, us reviewing, uh, oh, the cool. matrix, the new matrix res- resurrections. Matrix Resurrections. Yeah. That movie. Um, <laughs> look, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say it's terrible. Uh, I will say it could have been better. You know? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. So, um, what's your thoughts on it initially? And go ahead and give your your ranking. Let's go out of a hundred, just just for shits and giggles. It's a it's a really hard ranking because it's one thing to base it off as an actual like action movie, but it's another thing to base it off like an actual Matrix movie. As yeah. an action movie, I would say shit sixty out of one hundred is not that bad, but mm-hmm. just as an act a Matrix movie. Uh, I would say 30 out of 100. I did not Woo. like this. Woo, you're low as hell. Here's the thing about this movie that disappointed the hell out of me. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alerts, everyone. Uh, if you if you haven't watched the new Matrix movie, um, now is the time to uh, listen anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> the problem I had with the movie is it's been 20 years since the last Matrix movie. I expected the action and the effects to be way better. Yeah. And I left the, and I left the theater going no. <laughs> like it didn't blow me out of the way like I thought it was and I just thought the plot was stupid. I just I I I, I was just not a big fan of it. I okay. thought it had a couple moments but yeah. Wow. Um yeah, as an action movie I I, I can't agree on that point that it wasn't like blow my mind action packed like it should have been. Um, but I think they were just going more hardcore for the story, you know, and uh, 
I mean, in the other Matrix movies, it, it was kind of like that also. But, I mean, you lived for the action. So, you're right in the sense that there's no blow-me-away moment action-wise. There's some cool moments. It wasn't too bad. Um, you know, you had your, your hand-to-hand combat. You're shooting at each other. Your agents dodging bullets. All that other stuff like that. So, um, okay, plot-wise. I wasn't like... It wasn't the best plot in the world, but it, it followed the logical points of the other three movies, right? So it's not like they they shit on the old story. It's not like they're like, hey, let's just do a completely different thing and just screw everything up. No, they they followed the logical next steps. If a fourth movie were to happen, everything that happened in this movie, I could buy, right? Um, but it just reeks of a movie that's just trying to make money. Right. And I believe the, the lady who directed it, who originally pushed the first three movies basically said like they were going to make the movie with or without her. So she might as well step in and be part of it. Right. But all that tells you is, is they were going to make the movie regardless. Right. So I don't think they really cared about um, what I would say, you know, the source material so much. Um, I, I do kind of believe it was a cash grab. That being said, I, I didn't mind the storyline. I didn't think it was too bad. You know, um, it was just so disorienting, you know, like, okay, we're 20 years later. Neo's having a, like had a mental breakdown where he's actually in the real world. And he, everything that he went through in the previous matrix movies were supposedly, you know, um, him just having delusions. Right. And there's one thing I can say about this movie. It definitely seemed kind of like a a, a social, um, what would you call that? Like a, a social um, commentary, right? Like, um, are you still there, Simon? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm just listening. okay. Your video froze, so I was curious. Um, it had some social commentary ish like parts, and and I, I just I just kind of like blood on them, right? Like, so Neo waking up every single day, going to his job, fighting his delusions, going back home, right, being semi-suicidal, like, and that felt kind of like a, and then being on the same like day to day having to deal with his like asshole boss or his boss that used to be his friend, but it's not. And then like the token jokey guy at work and just, it felt kind of like a social commentary about like, you know, the drudgery of, of corporate business and stuff like that. And then obviously, which again, spoiler alerts, but if you watch the end of the movie where basically you, you find out that like Neo is no longer technically the one, now Trinity's the one, right? And I was like, okay, we're we're just gonna like shit on Neo being the one and make the woman the one. That way we're, you know, um just kind of uh you know promoting that women are awesome and all these other things. I'm just like, okay, like it's it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Um I just felt like it was poorly written, you know, and I kind of like I can, I can, again, I can logic my way how they got to that point. Like technically the matrix that they're hooked back up to, which, oh, by the way, these machines spent years just like 
healing Trinity and healing Neil's face. And they should have been dead, but they weren't because these machines can just magically heal them. Right. Which I mean, awesome, I guess, but like it's a convenient plot. And then it's like, Oh, but we're going to hook them back up to the matrix because just those two alone put out so much more energy. It's like, what, what are you talking about? Like, you know, in, in the original Matrix, they explained how, like, yeah, the human body could put out so much energy, essentially, um, every day. And it's like, well, what does being the one physically have anything to do with being able to put out more energy? You know, like, the human body can only handle so much. So it's like, okay, you put out more energy, you fry to death. You know, like, that, that to me, didn't make very much sense. Um, I was like, uh... But it's like, oh, well, you know, we had to keep y'all like close and but separated because apparently making y'all pissed off and and depressed is the best way to to like get energy from you and all this other stuff. I'm like, ugh, ugh. it's like, really, really you could just be like, hey, we just wanted to hook you back up to the Matrix because uh, we didn't want you the warning everybody. You know, you could have just said that you could be like, hey, we're machines. We don't want the one to be in power. We don't like humans. So we just hook you back up. Uh, because we wanted to, and oh, Trinity's dead anyway, because, like, you know, we don't really care about that. That would have made more sense, but, you know, they had to bring back Trinity, obviously. Um, what else? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, give the, I'll give a positive to this. I thought the acting was good all right around. I think Neil Patrick Harris was good. I thought the one's Fishbone was good. I thought um, Keanu Reeves was good. I just I don't know. I, I I agree with everything you're saying about the plot. My my problem with the Matrix, um, with, my problem with this movie is solely because I don't care if it's unrealistic, because that's it's a fucking Matrix movie, so it's like it's going to be unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least try and make sense. Yeah, you know, and just try and be creative because one of my and I and I know I'm not alone. A lot of movie fanatics pet peeves is resurrecting <laughs> resurrecting mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah um resurrecting like movie franchises mm-hmm. just for the money and having no creative like things yeah well and, nothing nothing new it's like, yeah I don't know. Which, in this way it was kind of new because it's like oh well no trinity's really the one and like even i could suss that out because it's like okay technically Keanu's character Neo was the one in his version of the Matrix, right? But him and Agent Smith basically obliterated that bitch in their last <laughs> fight, right? So, and Neil Patrick Harris, who who he's one of the the main antagonists, you know, essentially he is the the main antagonist, um, creates another Matrix, a different Matrix, and because he's trying to siphon off all this energy from these people and he wants to be in control and he has his own way of doing things. Um, whereas because of Neo, there are two separate factions of machines. Now one sides and works in harmony with humans. The other one still uses humans as batteries essentially. And, but now instead of them just living their lives, every single human in the matrix is essentially having a shitty life the entire time right so like that's that's like that's fucked up so like that's one good reason to just end it all right there um i 
did like like seeing the machines in the real world and seeing them in the matrix um i liked how they made the machines look different kind of gave them their own personalities i liked that storyline like that was pretty cool i enjoyed that um you know handing off the the oneness to trinity was meh even though technically they have to be together for it to work kind of you know it's weird um like the whole time you needed each other to be the one but like neo didn't really need trinity to be the one like he did a whole bunch of flying and shit by himself in the matrix without trinity so you know uh just kind of added stuff to it um i did like the acting the music was okay like the score was fine it, it went well with the kind of movie that it was um a lot of the aspects of this movie were just kind of blah um i can appreciate the storyline but i felt like they were just giving it a blah you know at the end of the day my i think a big problem with this movie also i think it has an identity crisis yeah. in retrospect of it's trying to it's trying to give the old fans what they want with the nostalgic characters but at the same time, they're trying to mix up like things that are already established, like trying to establish who's the new yeah. next one. It's like, it's like, what do you think? They didn't do, do a good job of it, you know. It's like, yeah. it's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna establish the next era, and it's just like, no, no. And then the whole like, oh, it's been sixty years, but like, we somehow stopped the aging process. And Neo and Trinity, you know, <laughs> it's just like, okay, they should be dead, but all right, sure. Interesting. Cool. Okay. So I, my rating, it's a lot higher than yours. Um, I'd say roughly about a 74 out of a hundred. And because I, I, there are some things I enjoyed of it. Like I said, the storyline was at least logical, if not great. Um, I feel like they definitely could have done worse. Um, and I, I would say I would be willing to watch it again. So that has a lot to do with higher scores. If I'm willing to watch it a second time, chances are it should have a decent score. So, um, it's fair. I, I think a lot of it was like, like, like I really did like the original trilogy. I did the first and second one. Third one's got awful, but <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, the second one wasn't bad, but what they really should have done was like, took out some of the parts of the second took out only the main like needed parts in the third slap them together make a second movie change the ending of the third movie and then just make a whole entire another third movie they could have done That's so that, much yeah. they could have done so much better right yeah, and, but like, but like you know, <laughs> i know it's like so like i like them enough i i especially the third, it's a cozy pleasure because i it's done myself but i like it yeah. but like i wasn't like the biggest biggest like nerd of the matrix ever so mm-hmm. I think that kind of factored in as well, because yeah. I grew up. So like I don't know, but like it's not like I don't. Maybe it's not like it's not like terrible. I just like I just expected more, and I was like highly disappointed. I think that's yeah, why I, I gave it such a low rating. Yeah, well, yeah, which which is fine. Like I went into it pretty like balanced. Like I had no expectations of the movie because the whole time I was like, I mean, it's probably not going to be as good as I wanted to be. So let me just give it the benefit, you know. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I, I hope, I honestly hope that they don't make like a second, third one to this, to this new one, you know, like it's fine. You did your fourth movie. 
I just don't want I don't want to see anymore. Like I don't want to see Neo anymore. Like I don't want to really want to see Trinity anymore. Like that's cool. They left it off almost exactly like they left the first one, the original Matrix, right? So it's like they could, they could. I, I understand they could build a whole another one. I don't want that. I don't want any of that at all. What I would like, what I would like for the Matrix, if they want to reboot, if they really want to like make some money and create a story, hire some good directors or just let the original director have free reign. Um, you say you're a Matrix fan. Have you watched the Animatrix, like the, the episodes? Yeah. Yeah. So those were actually pretty good. I remember those. I, it's been look well over a decade since I've watched them. But I remember thinking like, hey, this is pretty cool. Um, I think that universe, like the Matrix world itself, has plenty of story that you could use if you really wanted to like further the universe but don't do it like you just did it you know like you need to put the time and effort into it and make it substantial and i don't know if anyone's willing to do that you know to put the money forth to do that especially now because i'm pretty sure this matrix bombed didn't it i'm pretty sure it did yeah yeah let me well well, i don't want to say bombs because you gotta consider the fact that one, it was released on HBO Max, and that's going to dip the theater sales by himself. And like also, it's a yeah. pandemic. I don't want. I don't want to say it bombed, but I would say it definitely underperformed, even to like all the circumstances. Uh, let's see. Actually, they did not. I thought they did. So, how much do you think they did box office wise? What do you think? If you guessed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you uh how much they spent to make it, which is was 190 million um dollars okay. to make it. Uh so uh what do you think the oh wait, hold on, never mind. It did flop. So I don't why like it gave me the cost of resurrections and then like right at the bottom of it it was like oh yeah but um this is how much like revolutions made <laughs> i'm like i don't want to know that that's not the question i asked yeah. so um i would say in the box office let's go with 120 million that sounds right okay let's see here i'm trying to find it now because it gave me the wrong. <sighs> Let's see. Matrix Resurrections, box office, mojo. All right. What did you say? 120? I would say that. Okay. Um, you were close as far as all things are considered. Worldwide, it hit 135.8 million in the box office. But that's still. I mean, looking at it, what, 55 million shy of what they spent on it? Yeah. It's not, so. it's not, it's not that much of a profit, but I think, like, if, like, I, I well, that isn't, okay. a, no, that isn't a profit, though. That's what I'm saying. That's true. Yeah. Like, they, they lost, they lost $55 million on this movie. Oh, what, what did you say the uh, budget was? The budget was 190. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, the budget was 190. The box office was 135.8, so almost 136. Um, so they did. They lost a good bit of money on it. 
Which yeah. is unfortunate because that probably means they're not going to continue with any Matrix stuff. And it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, that's not like the worst news, like, ever. Like, if, okay, so like, if it got in the right hands, and I think if the Ruknowski sisters, like, hand it off to somebody else, like, I think it could work. It's just like, yeah. Leon Lawrence Fishborn is doing other things. Um, Keanu Reeves is. As it's doing really, really well for himself right now, so it's like, yeah, he well, he doesn't care. Yeah, so it's like, is there really a need to continue the franchise, or if you're going to go the Matrix route, how about just, like you said, like set up a new generation? Which I get, that's what the movie was kind of doing, but like not kind. It was, and I it just, at all in all, my my um, my epilogue. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's epilogue. Yeah, <laughs> um. It's just I, I just think the movie did not know what it was, and I just for me it showed, my opinion. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say what I say. I, I honestly think it was just cash grab. It was a crash. It was a cash grab that failed miserably. Um, and I think this is just another example of like don't don't cut corners with writing. And I mean, obviously, it, it wasn't like all of that cgi intensive you know i mean obviously the there there was some they, they're gonna have some but like if if you ask me they could have spent another 30 million giving me a lot better fight scenes vamped up the writing and they probably could have made money on it you know <laughs> it was just done terribly and i don't know if it was because they were skimping on on the money that they wanted to spend i don't know why i'm gonna research it eventually and be like why why didn't you get this right so i think that's that's i i actually do think that's a very plausible theory i um that maybe maybe we won't get the answer maybe we won't probably not but probably uh, not but i mean it's unfortunate (laughs) you know but it it, the only people it's going to hurt is the investors of the movie to be honest so oh yeah and they'll probably make their money somewhere else so it is what it is um all right. Any other topics you want to talk about tonight? Let's see. How about playoffs? Playoffs. 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 Oh yeah. Wish we can win another game. Yeah. Two more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. I've seen the. I'm pretty sure some people who haven't watched football have seen that meme at some point, like a video of um, the meme in general. You know. Yeah, my my, um, my humor is very pop culture reference, so it's kind of funny because like a lot of times I say like a joke based off like a movie or some sport yeah. or whatever, and things like confused as hell, and this <laughs> like and that's like happens like three percent of the time. Like, oh, yeah, you 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 would laugh if you knew. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of interesting matchups, but um, let's well, let's, let's dive into it. Game, I have them right here. So I will okay. get you with them and we can go back and forth. You tell me how you feel. I'll tell you how I feel. Um, first game is Saturday at three 30. It is the Raiders versus the Bengals. Both teams finished uh, 10 and seven, 10 and seven. Right. Um, this should be a crazy game. I feel like, right. Um, yeah. How do you feel? Who, who, who are you taking to win? I think I've, I think I've got the Bengals on this one. I got the Bengals too. I think. Okay. I, I, I will take a minute to say I think Rich Basaccia 
has done one a hell of a job considering everything that's happened this year. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, all, this the, is, all, all the John Gruden stuff, um, losing Darren Waller, you know. Um, a, a, a play, your star receiver killing a person. Like, you just lose, can't make Losing Henry Ruggs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's right. like, so it's like, so it's like, I, this is the most dysfunctional locker room. I would say it's pretty safe to say in the last five years. And yet this team is still in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I see like people like making like coach of the year predictions. Yeah. I don't know why this dude is not being considered all things considered. Like, dear God. I mean, would, <laughs> would you be like, surprised if he was just a head coach going forward? You know, because wasn't he in mean, interim? Yeah, he was the yeah he yeah he was in the so, I would, I don't. I think honestly, there is a better candidate in the market probably, but yeah, I would consider yeah. it. I mean, well, you're right, but uh, if you know you get to the playoffs, which let's see how they do in the playoffs. I think let's say if the Raiders win this game, he should definitely have that job, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think the Raiders are probably underdogs to most most teams in the playoffs right now with the exception of maybe the Eagles. Um, but here's my thing about both of these teams right now, because to me, they're very similar um, in many different ways, right? First off, both of their defenses are pretty stout. Like they got some up and coming players that are, that are starting to break out. I think there are a few like key pieces away from being excellent defenses, right? Maybe not top five, let's say top 10. Um, and I see that for both the Raiders and the Bengals. Like now the Bengals went out and put, put a lot of time and effort into their linebacker core uh, this past season, you know, free agency draft, everything else. Um, their defense is pretty good. Um, it just needs to get next level. Maybe, maybe an, an edge rusher or two when it hurt. You know, a little bit of pressure on opposing teams' quarterbacks. Um, offensively, obviously, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Like, even, even um, you know, they don't have Uzama. a, a terrible – Yeah, Uzama. Um, and then, obviously, Joe Mixon. So, like, offensively, they're stacked at weapons. And it's so crazy because almost all those players I, I mentioned are young people, like young players, right? So what they should have done this past season that they didn't do and that they should do this coming season in the draft is they just need to draft O-line, like ridiculously draft O-line, right? Yep. Like, I, I don't know. Protect, protect the star quarterback. Give him time to throw to the star wide receivers that you have, right? At least more chase. Now, like I think, T. Higgins is a great, like, I think he's going to be a great wide receiver. You know, he might be overshadowed by Jamar Chase, but, like, he's someone who was, you know, like, top 18 range his rookie year, right, going into it with only Joe Burrow for, like, half the season, right? And then Jamar Chase comes along. So it's like the Bengals have so much to work with. If they could just tampen down that O-line, magic can happen. And I think I think this is the beginning of us yeah. seeing the Bengals in the playoffs every year. You know, I think they're going to be a, a playoff potential team every year moving forward for the next three three years, maybe two three years. Once contracts start hitting, then we'll see things changing. You know, um, yeah. Raiders 
Obviously, I don't think Derek Carr is even as good as Joe Burrow is right now. Um, he's a serviceable quarterback. Um, they need to kind of get their run game fixed. It's a little sloppy. Uh, the Raiders' O line is not too bad, but it's it's fallen off from what it used to be. But it's still pretty good. Now their defense has been hitting, which is very nice, right? Um, they lost Rugs. They lost Waller. Hunter Renfro just keep throwing him the ball, right? Uh-huh. Just keep throwing him the ball, and then get and get the Darren Waller back, and then. I mean, go ahead and try to draft you another wide receiver, I guess. Um, anyway, I have the Bengals winning. You have the Bengals winning. Uh, I think the sports best line is Cincinnati by five and a half points, right? Okay. Sounds fair. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and I, I would probably take the over. I think I think the Bengals will probably win by a touchdown, you know, seven. I think that's fair. Um, next game that is, and we'll do all the AFC, AFC wild cards first. And then we'll go back and do the NFC if you want. So the next game is your Bills versus the Patriots at 7-15 on Saturday. The Bills are 11-6. The Patriots are 10-7. What do you think, man? I think the Bills should win this game. I really think they should. They should. Um, However, it's going to be... Really, 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 really ass nippling cold. I that made no sense, but it's going to be really cold. Yes, and their run and their run game isn't as good as you'd want them to be, right? Oh, um, that's why I'm concerned because it's one thing to beat a good team once; it's another thing to beat them twice. So that's another bad yeah. battle for itself. Yeah, and I think so, the cold the cold weather probably favors Belichick more, right? Because I think it does. That's why I'm picking the Patriots, unfortunately, because oh, it's. Man. I know, but like so, it's, it's, well, that's that's why we lost the first look, game because yeah, as as a Bills fan, I mean, you, you, I'm surprised you're saying it, but I, I, I agree with you. Um, Vegas otherwise has Buffalo winning by four points, um, but here's what I'm gonna say: if the Buffalo Bills can pass the ball like we know they can, they're gonna win this game. But if it is a grind the ball kind of game, which it very well could be, the Patriots are going to win. Why? Because I think the Patriots have a better run game. Bill Belichick has a, a better coach defense at the very least, I can say. Um, man. I, I kind of agree with you on that. Yeah. I think, I, I, what's incredible is. I, I think I think the, the Bills can win. Right, like I think I, it's definitely good. This isn't a I slam. Do. Yeah, this isn't a slam dunk to me at all. No, it's not. No, no, it's not a draft so, game. It's playoffs. But yeah. the thing is, like, if you look back at Belichick's roots, he grew up with a dad that um, was really old school. He was a football coach. His dad was, and for um, Naval Academy, and Steve Belichick, and he did. Sweeps. He did. He did. Um. ISO. Did all the old-fashioned ones. Yep. That's Belichick's like fundamentals. He's just amazing at that because he watched mm-hmm. his dad do for a long time growing up. So oh, it's yeah. like he's he's completely comfortable with it. Yeah. So it's like I don't know, but um, I I I'm nervous, but we'll move on because I don't want to talk about this game anymore. I, hey, I appreciate it. I think you know we said what everything we had to say. Um, next game is the Steelers versus the Chiefs. Um, Betting line is 12 and a half for the Chiefs, right? 
So, I mean, look, man, I I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Am I going to sit here and say the Steelers can't win it? I'm not going to say that. But with their injuries, um, with Big Ben being what Big Ben is, uh, I think it's an uphill battle for them for sure, right? Yeah. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to just say Chiefs. And I think, I, I my, think, I think this is just, I, it's just, it's sad because I love Big Ben as a player. Yeah. He was, a fun, I, I can make the argument he is one of the best, if not the best, the ball thrower of all time. He was just fantastic in that area and it was very fun to watch. That arm mm-hmm. is going away and he, it's not coming back. Big, Big Ben could have left two years ago. Yep. Najee Harris, yeah, I, no, I completely agree. Najee Harris is banged up. He's still great, but he's banged up right he now. Is, he is banged up. Um, and then I'll put it this way: this, the Steelers. It says a lot about the Steelers moving forward. Is that Big Ben in his shape is still the best quarterback on that team? <laughs> you know, like that's that's pretty rough. It's so. I, I I will say this: if they don't find a way to bring Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers to Pittsburgh, which I can't believe that's possible, that that is apparently, but um, if that is not on the table, and they don't like Matt Corral, or Kenny Pickett, they might like Kenny Pickett for obvious reasons. But if they don't like Kenny Pickett, I would not be surprised if they try to hand the keys to Dwayne Haskins, because I think because but, but now bear with me now. And it might sound dumb, but I'll say this. Big Ben made a lot of stupid decisions when he was his age. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of dumb decisions. I mean, Has- like- Haskins has been around the league long enough now to probably be an okay quarterback, right? Yeah. Uh, you could you could argue maybe less errors at, at the very least. Um, meh, passer. But um, no, I, I think free a- this free agency is going to have some interesting – um, quarterbacks maybe up for grabs. Uh, curious to see what happens. Like you said, I, I think Deshaun Watson's going to be on the market, and I don't. I want to blame the Steelers for making a huge push for him. To be honest with you, you know, um, yeah. he's not quite the, the type of quarterback that uh, the Steelers have had under Big Ben. But that rushing ability, I, you know, I I have full faith that that Mike Tomlinson could easily. Be like, oh, you're a Russian quarterback. Let's 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 uh, bring up some plays for that, you know. Uh, but I mean, if Watson hasn't lost anything throwing, which he probably hasn't, um, you know, his arms as good as Big Ben's, in my opinion, you know. So uh, I'd be about that. We'll see. We'll yeah, see but, what happens. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, but I'm picking the Chiefs. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> picking the Chiefs. So. <laughs> We can go ahead and move to our NFC wild card playoffs. Um, first one is Sunday at noon, the Eagles versus the Bucks. Uh, the betting line is eight and a half for the Bucks. Um, I am prone to believe that I would take the over on that. Um, I think it's possible the Buccaneers win by like ten points, probably, yeah. or more. I am. Um... I, I, I am, this is kind of a strange reason, but I like Nick Sirianni not because of the, not because um he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach, but I think I, I, I want him to win even more because um he actually grew up 
in a place called Jamestown, New York, which is about like 10 minutes outside of my house. So like he's kind of a whole hometown hero. So I kind of want to move to him. But it's just the Bucks are right now miles ahead of the Eagles. I mean, it's the NFL. Anybody can win. I mean, for God's sake, the Jags beat the Bills. I don't want to get into that. But um, any, anything yep. can happen. So yes, yes. But, but I just it, it it's just it's Tom Brady's game right now. He's on a mission. He still thinks, and rightfully so, that there's still doubters on his shoulder, which is just an amazing feat to have. Mm-hmm. Trying to find a way to stay motivated and trying to find a way to be better, even though you're cemented yourself as the greatest quarterback of all time. He's still Yeah, but he, he he has that drive though. You know, he wants he wants to win. His play his team wants to win. So I mean, I expect Tom to light it up. Um I, I don't think he's gonna make it to the Super Bowl. I think there are better teams he's gonna have to play against. Um but he's you know he's gonna be Tom, right? So yep. we I, I fully expect him to beat the Eagles. The Eagles defense isn't good enough to stop him. Even, even you know, without uh Chris Godwin, you know, I agree. So now not having AB either isn't great, but hey, Mike Evans, Gronk, they'll work something else. They still have uh you know, OJ Howard and Cameron Brake too. So <laughs> it's not it's not they don't have serviceable weapons. They have an embarrassing goods of riches. So yeah, they pay a lot of people a lot less money, and because they all want to win. <laughs> and it works. And they also so. have Antonio Brown. Oh, 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 too soon. No, it's it's not too soon. He's crazy as shit, but it's okay. He's hanging <laughs> out. Say. He's he's hanging out with Kanye West now. So I know. You know God, uh, <laughs> he, he, is, he is this. I think this is this. He is the NFL's equivalent to Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. I, I love. Him. Oh yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, 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 love I just don't think he's gonna be on another team, man. Like, um. It's just it gets a point where you're too crazy and teams don't want you anymore, at least in the NFL. So yep. uh all right. Next NFC wildcard game is the 49ers versus the Cowboys. Um mm. I hate both of these teams, technically. And Dallas is favored by three. Yep. Um I think the Cowboys win by ten plus. Yeah, I think so too. Um so um. Yeah, I, I'm picking the Cowboys all the way, but um, man, I, I, I look. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I think I think the Cowboys have a a very good chance of making the Super Bowl. I think so, so too. They have the defense. They got the running yep. game, and that. I mean, I mean, people want to talk about air raid systems. They want to talk about passing spread systems. That's all fine and good, but like. You still need to run the ball. You still need to stop. Let me put it to you this way. If if the Cowboys are playing top-notch football, like if they're playing their best football, they could beat anybody in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Just I being honest. Agree, but... not saying they can't I... be beatable. I'm just saying like if they're playing their best football, ain't nobody stopping. You, you're, not, you're not stopping Zeke. You're not stopping Pollard. You're not like – you still have CD Lamb. You still have Amari Cooper. Like they, they lost Gallup, but that doesn't even matter. They got Dalton Schultz. Like um, people can say what they want about Dak. Like Dak's a good quarterback. Um, he's inconsistent at times, but he's he's a good quarterback. But that defense is a lot better, right? And those turnovers, man, <laughs> those turnovers, they've they've been eating them up. So uh, 
I've said enough. I, I don't like speaking well of the Cowboys this much. I don't you know. I hate the Cowboys too. They beat us twice in Super Bowl, so I hate them to death. But um, yeah, I, just, I just hate them. I know. It's, it's, yeah. it's a healthy hate, my friend. Yeah. I, I will say, I think this will be a good game. I can see it going either way. But like, mm-hmm. just because it's in the cherry world, I have to pick the Cowboys, but let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely want to watch this game. I mean, I'm going to watch all the games, but like, this is one of my my marquee uh, matchups. I want to I want to watch, and then obviously the next one will be two. Don't know why they're having playoff games on a Monday. It's aggravating. Uh, but at 7:15 on a Monday, the Cardinals play the Rams, and this is a division matchup, mm-hmm. uh, NFC West, right? And the Rams are favored by four. Um, I don't know, right? The Ram, the Rams should win this. The Rams should win this. The Rams haven't been playing their their best football, right? They have not. They had a they had a rough November and not a rough November, but they didn't have the best November they could. Yeah, and they they did not have a really good. I mean, they kind of bounced back at the end, kind of, but they did not have an ideal December either. Mm-hmm. I, I think this team, in my opinion, they're still the favorites in the NFC. I think yeah. they will get it together, but they're not. They're not vulnerable per se, but they're in that stage where it's like, I don't really know what this team is. I think I know what they are, but I don't know what they are. They're just and, not. They're not consistent, right? And I, I can't tell you that it's Stafford. You know, people like to to pick on him and blame him and, and say he always fails when he gets to this level, and, and that might be very possible. But um, I could argue that the last game they played was way more on defense, right, or coaching. They got outscored twenty-seven to seven in the second half of that game. You know, yep. I don't know what to tell you. It's not only the offense, you know, which, um. I hate seeing games like that because you have coaches that take their foot off the, the gas, you know, and they they, stay, they start playing conservative football because they have such of a lead, you know, and then the other team gets hot and then that team gets cold. And then next thing you know, you're trying to drive down the field under two minutes and you end up losing because your quarterback throws an interception, you know. Um, but anyway. Those are this week's playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we will see who the winners are. Um, nice. Go ahead. What are you saying? Uh, next week. We, yep. Uh, yep. So that'd be fun to see it all play out. Um, yeah, we'll, I don't know. We'll, you, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you, <laughs> you go ahead. You're the you co-host. Go ahead. You're Damn the co-host. <laughs> You go first. <laughs> oh, oh, what a guy. Um, uh, um, I don't know if uh, you want to talk about this too, but real quickly, I wanted to talk about the NFL coaching um, high, um, firings, if that's okay with you. Yeah, let's let's go over it, man. I, I know there's a lot of people getting salty over some of these firings. So oh, yeah. um, which ones you want to mention first? Some of them needed to happen, if you ask me. Yeah, so, like, uh, like, 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 like the Bears with Matt Nagy. That needed to happen. Yeah, Matt Nagy needed to happen. Um, I'm going to argue the Vikings head coach. Um, Mike I had Zimmer. His, yeah, Mike Zimmer. Um, I don't know. He's had success with the Vikings in the past, but the play calling this year was was terrible in many games. 
I watched many, and I had Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and even Kirk Cousins some weeks in my fantasy lineup, right? So I'm watching these games. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get some points. And then, like, crappy play calling just happens most of the game, right? Yeah. Um. So, you know, he's on the out. We'll see who goes there. All right, who's next? Who else you want to talk about? Let's go. Okay, let's talk about, on top of my head, how about the Denver Broncos? I think this is the best job, if you ask me. In I mean, it, I th- look, man, the, the Broncos are quarterback away from being, what, a top five team, I could argue. Yeah, right? I think so. They have a great, a great defensive backfield, right? And and that's not to say that his, their defensive line ain't bad, but, like, they have one of the most depth uh, linebacker and DB rosters out there. They're just good. Um that's a good defense. Really, really good. Yep. Yes. I um it's I'm I, I think they could have wrote out with Vic D'Angelo if they got Aaron Rodgers. I yeah, think that, yeah. I the, the the thing is with me, what it all boils down to there's been doubt over the past I still think he leaves ultimately, but there's been doubt that Aaron Rodgers might not even leave Green Bay. So what if he doesn't? A lot of that can depend on what happens this year, right? If the the Packers don't make it to the Super Bowl, I I think it could be Super Bowl or bust, to be honest. If if, if Rodgers doesn't get his ring, um, I think think he'll say goodbye. We'll see what happens. You know, obviously they made up towards the end of their spat last year, but the contract is different now, and and Rodgers can walk away next year. So – the question is, is can he walk away to a team that that is ready to go to the Super Bowl now? Right. And there are some out there. I think the Broncos are one of them. I think uh, my Saints are another one of them. Right. Um, people can say what they want, but I see that being as it is. Um, yeah, and especially if the Saints draft, like, let's say, Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave in the draft, who I love to death. Mm-hmm. I think that would be freaking fantastic for you guys. If you guys do end up getting Aaron Rodgers, he could go to Pittsburgh, which would be kind of ironic um, because of Super Bowl 45, but that could happen. Yeah. Could yeah. That happen. yeah. Pittsburgh, so, Pittsburgh would be another place where he could thrive, right? They have a good enough defense, which they could have a better defense next year. Um, offensively, they still need a better O-line. So I think that's something you'd have to worry about. Um but you'd have a top-notch run game. You'd have – should have two top-notch wide receivers. You know, um, I don't I don't think Juju's going to be coming back, right? Um, no. Now, maybe if Rodgers goes there, maybe Juju would, would be willing to stay. That's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh would be a great fit. The Broncos would be a great fit for Rodgers. The Saints would be a great fit for Rodgers. Um how about the Panthers? That that's one that I'm not that, hearing. How about the Panthers? The Panthers, yes. I mean, they have they have some good they have some good receivers. Uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey. We're, we're going to see whether or not um, his body can handle. You know, he might be at a point where he's just breaking down, being hurt like this. You know, that's a possibility. I don't know. It's um, I don't know, but I. But back to like the Broncos, like that. My point was, I think they kind of moved on from Victor and Joe. This is a theory. I'm not expecting anything, but 
Yeah. My theory is they moved on from Vic because they know there's not a guarantee to get A-Rod. So if you don't get A-Rod, might as well try and get an offensive coach because you need a quarterback at the end of the day. You need to get one. You need to draft one. It's it's how – because this team, I think, it has a really good roster. I mean, the receiving core is ridiculous. They have good running backs. They have an okay O-line. They got a good D-line. They got an amazing secondary. They got good linebackers. So it's like it's kind of silly not to take it's, – it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But I I think Vic Bangio will get a job as a DC again. But I – that was that was one that I saw a lot of people get upset about. Like I wasn't I wasn't upset about it. I just was like, I I think either or would not have been the worst decision. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, like I don't see any any issue with with saying like they did something wrong or you know, um, I like I, I wouldn't have gotten like ag- like me you know like mad about it to be honest with you. Yeah. So, because I mean, not not that he did terrible. Um, let's see, I'm looking at the win loss column right now. Eh, I mean, two years he went 19 and 30. Right, that's not very good. So yeah, we, we you could sit here all day and say what you want. And like, look, I I agree that a lot of what was wrong with that team was was quarterback play. Um, but you could argue that they should have probably expected some more wins, right? Yeah, that's fair. So if you have like one of arguably like one of the top ten defensive in the league, you have a really good run game, even with a so so quarterback, you should be winning more games. Um now whether or not that's fair, I, I don't know what to tell you. But all right. Um who's next? Uh, let's, go, let's, go, let's go, in my opinion, the worst job is got out of the way the Giants. I don't know who in the living hell would want that job. That is a terrible job. Well, first off, they, they need to get rid of the coach they had. I'll just be honest with you. He wasn't good. Yeah, so so I'm glad they um, did. It's a start, I guess. But, like, <sighs> like I mean, I mean, the quarterback class is not good in the draft. No, which means they're they're, they're, going to be stuck with Daniel Jones for another year unless they make some kind of trade to get a quarterback, uh, Deshaun Watson, which I don't think that's going to happen. Don't think they're getting Aaron Rodgers either, but they could go out there and make offers on on some okay quarterbacks in the league and and see what happens. Um, But, I mean, that O-line's gotten better, but it's still – not great. One of the worst in the leagues. Um, how is their defense? I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention to their defense. Oh, Not very good, man. right? It's okay. The, the uh, defensive line see. is good. Linebackers are awful. And the secondary is average. That's about it. Like, mm-hmm. what you see is what the, the problem is they don't have a lot of trap capital. They don't. They have three minutes of cap space this year, which is horrible. Yeah. So no draft capital, no cap space to sign free agents, and they're pretty much stuck in a pickle. They're D. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
Defense was ranked 32nd in points allowed, 23rd in yards allowed. Yep. So pretty, pretty, pretty awful. Um, the only saving grace is Barkley, which like, I don't even know if he'll ever be the same, to be honest with you, which some of it's not his fault because that O-line's not great. So bad defense, bad O-line, bad quarterback. Um, I, I like their wide receiver core, but if you have a quarterback that can't utilize them and a coach that can't coach them, you get what we had this year, which was a bad Kenny Galladay, right? Uh, yeah. Sterling Shepard being blah, like – Obviously, some of them were hurt, but um, I think this and team- again, and again, I don't blame, I don't blame Kenny Gardner. I still think he's a fantastic receiver. Yeah, you have Daniel Jones fumbling, fumbling every three snaps, and Mike Lennon being Mike Lennon in his huge neck, and having Jake from State Farm being yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, I mean. I can't say that this team doesn't have some pieces to work with, but I, I will say that they need a lot more pieces before they're a viable team. So you're right. I think any any coach that goes in there needs to get like a five year contract and be like, "Look, I can turn this around. I have confidence that confidence that I can turn this around, but it's yep. going to take time because y'all squandered all my re- my resources, right?" Yep. So. I, I the the one saving grace about that job is. The owner, John Mora, is he's relatively a patient dude. If you look at the track record, he was Mm -hmm. patient with Jim Dressel, patient with Tom Coughlin, not that patient with Ben McAdoo, but at the same time, who would have? He gave Pat Shermer three years. He tried his best to give um, Joe Judge the benefit of the doubt. It didn't work out at the end. So So he has a history of backing coaches up and giving them Require time, so that there's yeah. that, which is good. Coach, you know, I I think the NFL needs more more GMs that give coaches a little bit more patience, right? Um, yep. Because I've seen some some coaches have maybe a season or two, and then they're out, and you're just going like, "What happened?" So, um, which br- should bring us to our next coach. They got the boot. Um, Dolphins head coach, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited for this, right? Uh, Flores, Brian Flores. So, um, look, I, I think he's a good coach, um, but I, I also watched him, you know, go like what 0 and 7 to start the season, something like that, and and then you can argue that even though he did go like what seven and one or seven and two, the next, like the rest of the season, something like that. Um, it was against terrible teams or hurt teams, I guess you could say. Um, there's some play calling that I found questionable from, from his coaching staff, you know, cause it might not be him, you know, it's probably an office coordinator calling the plays up in the booth or something like that. Um, but the rumor is, and obviously it's it's the organization versus him, and you, you could believe pretty much anything. But you know the the rumor is is that uh, him and and the Dolphins organization did not jive, right? Yeah. And so my, my, my understanding is 
he did not like Tua as much as the organization as a whole. Mm-hmm. He he wanted to move on, and I can see where he's coming from because I think if he had a, a he if he had a better quarterback, I think they would have done better this year. And they would make the postseason. That's just me. I, I mean, yeah. I appreciate Tua to death. I mean, finishing nine and eight after the start they had is a miracle. Yeah. I but mean, at the t- end of the day, like I don't know. I think Tua is a serviceable quarterback. Um, but I don't think his arm is as good as people hoped initially. Um, now there still could be some growing pains. I mean, it's it's only his second season, and even then, he he didn't play the full season last year, and there was controversy there. And then he was hurt this year too. Um, I will argue that like now he has Jalen Waddle, and Jalen Waddle looks like he's going to be a stud. Um, so he's got some people to work around, but they really need to solve that run game. Uh, I think Gaskins is a great player. You know, I think he can do the job. Now, I don't know if he can handle a heavy workload, but if you do a one-two punch with him, give him a 250 carries, get another running back that can do another 100, 150, run the ball four or 500 times a game, right? If you can, the Dolphins' defense isn't isn't bad. They're actually, you know, pretty decent. Um, I think with coaching, they could be a lot better. You know, that's one of my issues. I expected the Dolphins' defense to take a step up this year, and they didn't. Um so I, I I just see a lot of points where I think coaching I think this Dolphins team could have been better than what they were this year, right? Yep. And maybe we can argue that is the quarterback somewhat, which he did make some bonehead plays, but I think some of it does just come down straight to coaching. Like I think I think and I don't want to be biased, but I think if you put Sean Payton as the Dolphins head coach this year, they'd probably be in the playoffs, right? They probably wouldn't have gone 0 and seven. They probably would have finished ten and seven, right? Okay. Maybe eleven and six. Like I think, I think they could have had that kind of season. They had the personnel for that kind, of, you know. Um, at least offensively, he he would have got that that ball rolling. Now defensively, Sean Payton is not really a defensive coach, right? So it's something you got to deal with. But um, it's just it goes to show you put a premier head coach behind that team, and I think they would have done better. Um, now. My, here's the reason why I laugh at this, because I, oh. I, 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 because I, I think Brian Flores has done a hell of a job this year. I think he deserves mm-hmm. to stay. But the thing that makes me laugh, Trevor, is I can definitely see them fire Flores and then hire a defensive coach. That would make me laugh, which would be so utterly funny. stupid. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be terrible for that defense. But no. the offense needs the offense needs more work than the defense needs for sure. Yeah, and, right. And and, and and what's crazy is I for obvious reasons I fucking hate the Dolphins with all my heart. So I'm trying to be as fair as possible and not shit on the organization. Yeah, but they are they are really not meeting me halfway. I mean, it's like to me. I think Brian Flores had some kinks to work out. He did not hire the right people. I, I agree with that. But at the end of the day, this guy, first season, let's recap. The first year he got here, nobody gave them any shot to win about three games. Mm-hmm. I remember there's like before the season started, no, 0 16, 1 15, take for two up. Yep. And they and they won six games. Second yep. year, two was gone five, six games. 
they won nine games. Yep. Oh, 10 games. It was 10 games. And the next season, pretty much the same thing. Let, in my opinion, it was more Brian Flores in the defense that led that team to seven straight wins. I give to a credit, but I really do give Flores all the credit in the world because being a coach from my experience, because I am a coach, if you saw it off in a very shitty way, it's very discouraging for players. They yeah. do not want to. It's really hard to fight back. It's, well, I mean, you're fighting an uphill battle because of the, the demoralization of starting off 0 and 7, you know? Yeah. Or whatever, so, whatever like, it was. So it, I think it was 1 and 7, but like that's still fucking that's terrible. Still <laughs> garbage. I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking it up right now just to see. Um, so they won their first game and then they lost the next seven, is what happened. I so. did win that first game. That's right. They won the chat. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they beat they beat the Texans, the Ravens, the Jets, the Panthers, the Giants, the Jets, the Saints, lost to Tennessee, beat the Patriots. Now, out of all those teams that they won, maybe two of them were really worth it down. Right? That that is true. And that is true. Oh. And I'm not like but at the end of the day, it's like they won seven straight. Like, it's oh hard. yeah, oh it's look, it's still it's still impressive. But I mean, you know, I think a lot of people overlook strength of schedule. You know, um, it, it you can't really get you can't really gauge strength of schedule till the end of the season, to be honest. But like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, it it was impressive because they could have lost to some of those teams, right? Still very, you know, any given Sunday, I definitely believe in any given Sunday, but. It's not like we're going out here and beating the Buccaneers and and like you know the Packers and all like you know top tier teams either. So we just have to keep that in mind. I think that's the only reason I brought it up. Um, but I was just curious to see what teams specifically to remind myself that they beat. Um, but look, I think the good thing is is Flores is going to have a job somewhere else. Someone's going to pick him up. Yep. So and I would like to see him on a good team and see what he can do. You know, um, I would, I, I would, and that's the. I think we have two openings. We we have to talk about next. It's the not, no, no, it's two. It's the Jags and it's the um. What's the other one? Uh, the Vikings. We have to talk about. But mm-hmm. I, 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 to me, Brian Flores deserves another shot. I, I, I can, I, I, because I can. I, I hate the Dolphins, so I'm trying to like find like. The reason to like bash Flores, but like, yeah, and, and I, I see both sides of the argument. Yeah, because yeah. I've been reading that some of the players love them, some of the pe- people love them. Yeah, the yeah, and, and I'm not sitting here saying he he wasn't a good coach. You know, yeah. I'm just saying I can see an argument for why maybe he wasn't the best coach throughout the entire season. Uh, but I mean, the second, the second. The organization says, look, we, we didn't get along with him. You know, things don't jive. Um, I don't blame him for firing him. And to be honest with you, if, if, if your head coach and your organization aren't on the same page, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. Let me tell you that right now. It's not going to happen. You have to be on the same page. You have to be one unit. And that's not just the team. That's the higher ups. That's the GM. That's everybody. You all got to be striving for the same thing. And if you can't strive for the same thing because you can't agree on things, then you don't need to be together. And that it could have been that. I'm not going to say it was definitely that. The organization is saying it's something like that. But 
Um, you know, I think, yeah, I, I think Flores needs to, you know, keep his head up high and, and go on to the next job. Go find him a good team. I, I would love to see him go to the Vikings. We wouldn't hurt my feelings at all, right? Um, I hope he doesn't end up on on, on some other bum team. Uh, Jaguars, look, man, that the Jaguars have potential, but um, hiring Irving Meyer was like one of the worst things they could have ever done. I didn't like I didn't like them hiring him. Um, obviously, they didn't last because he's he's a a pos, but um. I, I'm curious to see who goes there. I'll be, I think Trevor Lawrence don't give up on him yet, man. Rookie year on a bad team with, with a bad coaching conundrum there. Like there was nothing that was going to go right for him regardless. Uh, you can't even argue that all his wide receivers were amazing either. You know, it's not like he had the stack team he was going to. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I, I think that Trevor Lawrence is, If you're a 21, 22-year-old kid entering a league among men, you have to have guidance. You have to have a solid foundation. I mean, we've seen it happen before. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, like young rookie quarterbacks, um, young dumb kids go to an organization and the coach is already one foot out the door. You see it happening many times. But the difference is the coach is usually – a foundation in terms of giving a taste of what the what the young quarterback can expect yeah. in the league. Yeah, and with, I, I Urban was, Meyer, good. with Urban Meyer, you do not get that at all. No, it, no, it's 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 just it, like I think like he had like pieces around him, so like. He, I mean, he had DJ Jork, who's incredible. He had LaVisca Chenault, who's a good utility piece. He's got Juice Robinson. He's going to have Javis Etienne next year. He has not a terrible O-line, but an okay O-line. So, like, it's not the pieces to me. He, it's the why he struggled. It's the foundation and him being a rookie. That's the main two reasons. Yeah, yeah. He got thrown into the fire. You know, there was, yeah. there was no, hey, let's get you up to speed. There was like, oh, you're going to learn as you get beat. You know, yeah, and, and, then, and, gonna, and then we're and then we're not going to have a good coach there to keep your mind right, to tell you it's okay, to to help you get through this pivotal point in your career where you need to not let it get to your head, right? Yeah, I can imagine like Chad Khan going, "Hey, Trevor, so guess what, dude? What? Okay, so we're going to hire Urban Meyer. Oh my God, it's going to be so good, dude. He's going to go in there, treat everybody like shit, kick kick his kicker, and then." And then lie about going to Columbus to visit his grandkids. And so you're going to get a lap dance, make it viral. And then he's going to do losing and losing and losing. And you're going to have no support. And that's basically your first year. Hey, kiddo. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like pretty terrible start. So the Jaguars just, you know, they need to trade Trevor Lawrence to the Saints. Um, for yeah, like, I you know, agree. some big draft picks and, and maybe a couple defensive guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, like and, uh, rebuild, like rebuild and, and yeah, give the yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, 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 you know. Uh, but no, in, in all seriousness, uh, not that I wouldn't love to have Trevor Lawrence in the black and gold. Um, yeah. I think I think that just points to how I value Trevor Lawrence, which is to say I'm not giving up on him. I, I said this year was going to be rough, and I think most people understood that out of – 
most of the quarterbacks in the draft, he was the one that was going to need a good bit of time to adjust. Right. Um, I don't think anybody was sitting here going saying, Hey, he's NFL ready right now. Like, no, he had the most potential, but he also needed time. And that's what I was saying anyway. So, you know, his performance was a little underwhelming. I, I didn't think it'd be that bad, but then I also didn't think the coaching would be that bad. So it's, I don't really put it on him. I, um, I, I agree. Um, I will say though, I think Job's attractive because I do, I know like he's gotten a bad rep and I get he's been, I actually am in a minority and I do think Shot Khan is a good owner. I think he wants to see that team. People laugh at me every time I say that. But if you look at Shot Khan's story, I think he's an inspirational dude. I think he's a great dude. He backs coaches up. He tries to be patient as possible. Yeah. He, so it's like they got that. I'm not a big Trent Bokey fan, but at the end of the day, like he's been at it a lot of years, more than I have, so I can't talk shit about him. Yeah. So there's that. Guy Trevor Lawrence. I would love to see an Eric Bieniemy out of Kansas City take the job. I would like to see Kenny Moore out of Dallas take the job. I would probably a long shot, but with all the Jim Harbaugh rumors I've been seeing, that's a great job. Mm-hmm. I would say. So I think it's an attractive job. They have $69 million in cap space, even though like they have to resign a couple guys to see like um Lender and like yeah, Morgan Jones. So, even like, then if they work it out right, it shouldn't be too much of a hit, you know. Yeah. And and no. if you have that much cap space, you can you can afford to try to entice some people over. Yeah, so I think it's a good job. Um but we'll see what happens. Okay, so last but not least mm-hmm. uh the bears um the bears uh t- uh i think this is a great job my opinion i mm-hmm. think this is a fantastic job i think again like and again like matt Nagy probably knows way more about football than i do so i can't totally shit on the guy yeah but guy in the NFL standard was an idiot. And I don't say that about a lot of people, but he was <laughs> up a two. Yeah. Um, so. Which we, I mean, we, we saw that throughout the season with, with all of the Justin Field fiasco stuff, like all the comments he made, like it was so hard to pin down whether or not he was just trying to mess with the press's head or like if he was just stupid because some of the comments he would say like were comments that you just don't say as a head coach, you know. Yeah, um, apparently, um, like, uh, um, George McCaskey said, like, on his exit interview, he um asked Matt Nagy. Oh, Matt Nagy asked him, like, what do you want to do for quarterback next year? And George goes, I don't know. That's that's a, that's a football related question. That's your job. And that's when he knew that he was gone. Why would you ask your owner what do you want to do for quarterback? That's your decision, not his decision. Your decision. And and here's the thing: if if you're supposed to be the head coach, and you can't make that decision, you probably shouldn't be the head coach. No. It's that simple. Like, don't worry. Like, you know, you don't want to piss off your owner, obviously. But you like they're hiring you to do that job. You're the one who picks the starters. It's great that you have Justin Fields, but sit them, sit them for the entire season if that's the case. You know now. What ended up happening was is people got hurt, so he ended up having to play. But like, 
you know, make a decision and run with it and, and don't, don't regret it, you know, or don't start trying to, to crawfish out of what you were saying previously in the season to try to make yourself look better. Just own up to it. You know, and I think a lot of him not owning up to his mistakes is one of the reasons he got canned, not to mention just how he overall handled the team. Right. Um, so I agree. Um, it's, and again, I think Justin Fields is a phenomenal talent. I still stand by the Broncos really messed up not drafting Justin Fields. I think a lot of teams in the top 10 of last year's draft messed up not taking the Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see what coaching comes, but I, I'm high on Justin Fields, right? And I don't mean this too, year, brother. this year to me doesn't um, take away from him too much, you know? No. And he had a lot of great glimpses this year. I think. Yeah, did. yeah, um, yeah, and, and that's kind of what you want to see from a rookie thrown into a bad situation is uh, moments of greatness, right? Um, they don't have to be consistent because of their like. Obviously, we wish they were consistent, but we understand that them as rookies, as young football players coming into the NFL, like you want to see those glimpses of the greatness because if you see them, then the chances are there could be more. You know, and you want to build on those and you want to find them and, and you know, nurture them to fullness. Um, that way you end up with like a Patrick Mahomes, you know, or or someone along the lines. I mean, hell, he could be a Kirk Cousins. Not not amazing, but a good quarterback, you know, um, which I don't think Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields' talents is way above Kirk Cousins. I'm just saying. Um, I, it's, it's, I, I think that job is going to attract great attention. I think that's. They like, got, they got players to work with. It's not a bad team. I mean, they have a solid running game. Um, their defense is pretty solid also. You know, it's been a good defense. It's I don't know how it was doing this year, to be honest with you, but um, it's hard to be amazing when you have to face, you know, Aaron Rodgers twice a year. Yep. I know, that's so, kind of a tall order. But. And, and the Vikings, really. But Speaking of them, um, that's the next coach. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll give the Vikings own. I I don't know what his name is, but I'll give the dude this. He was incredibly patient with both Vic Spielman and Mike Zimmer. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Zimmer is the NFZ version of Marvin Lewis, which is incredibly funny because he coached under Marvin Lewis for a lot of years in Cincy. Yeah, he is a good football coach. He is not going to get you over the hump. No. No. I agree. So, and they gave him a lot of time. It was just time to move on. So, what's interesting is you got a lot of good young players. That one good, Justin Jefferson. <sighs> Kirk Cousins. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Look, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is a fine middle of the league quarterback i i'd say he could like on his good days he could be top 10 uh the problem uh, a lot of the problem is not even necessarily kirk cousins as it was the coaching was and, and i don't even blame him when you have when you have dalvin cook uh when you have his backup who plays very well without dalvin cook being there i can't remember his name right now but uh you know who i'm talking about um the point I'm making is, is they would run the ball a lot, a lot, a lot, right? Like there's games where Kirk Cousins may be throwing 25 times a game, you know, 
and his stats aren't that pretty, but he'll have like 200 yards and a, and a passing touchdown. And then Dalvin Cook will have like 150 yards rushing and three touchdowns. So um, I think game script has a lot to do with Kirk Cousins' numbers not being what people would expect from him. Um, but I'm going to sit here and say, like, I've seen Kirk Cousins make some amazing plays and not just with Justin Jefferson, you know, Tyler Conklin um, was was a, a pretty big factor. He had another wide receiver. I can't remember his name. Um, like these wide receivers I never heard of who were just balling out and Kirk Cousins was just leaning on them, you know, and doing good with them. So, like, I, I, I don't, you know, Kirk Cousins is not like elite to me. He's not even like upper tier great, but he's a, he's a solid quarterback who has uh, inconsistent great games, right? Yep. And if you have a team that has a great defense, a great run game, I think Kirk Cousins is a good fit. I think Kirk Cousins can win you games, you know. Yep. Um. So just just saying. Uh. Like I, I get the hate on Kirk Cousins, but I think he's he's pretty solid. You know, like when you're drafting quarterbacks, you you want to have a a Tom Brady, a Peyton Manning, a Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers. You know, everybody wants that, but like not everybody can get that. But there's nothing wrong with having a Kirk Cousins if you have a good team around him. You know, um, even then, I mean, he he did pretty well on the Redskins when he was with them. And he didn't have nearly the weapons he has now with the Vikings on them. So, you know, um, but anyway, that whole coaching situation, like I, I was saying earlier, Zimmer, Zimmer made bad decisions throughout the season. And it was apparent if you watch the games, um, I don't, you know, I don't think he's the one to take that team to the Super Bowl. Um, that being said, I, I don't think he'd be a bad coach for another team even just building up a team, you know? Um, but I think that's might be where it would end, you know? I, I, I think, I think he is, I don't know if you think that, I think he's Mike McCarthy. He's a good coach. Yeah. But I don't think, I, I don't necessarily think he, he's Mike McCarthy in regards. He is a good coach, but he's overheated, mm-hmm. but he's overheated because he's not a great coach. Yep. So it's like, I don't know, but I don't know. They just it's just the, the Vikings job is interesting just because you got fantastic players across the board. It's just the problem is No, they, they uh, need some kind of other defensive coach to go in there, whip the Vikings defense into shape, and just do an okay job with the Vikings offense. Yeah. And they would I mean, win games. Four years ago, this team made it to the NFC championship. I know. I'm a Saints fan. I, oh, I'm yeah, well aware of what the Vikings were capable of, you know. So, sideline yeah. touchdown, unbelievable. Oh, I'm still mad about that. I know. I don't blame wow. Mike Williams though. Mike Williams is a good player though, so no hate for him. But what do you got to do? But um, exactly. So, but I All think right. that's yep, about it. If you wanna. We we are gonna wrap it up, uh, but first we have a segment that you as the co-host have to do before we have a guest on, um, okay. and it is the new segment that I added to the podcast called Fixies Matchmaking. Right? Um, I had Robbie do this earlier. He had fun with it. I had fun with it. We 
probably need to add some more stuff to it, but it's good. You know, it's pretty cool. So we'll go ahead and start with that real quick and then we'll finish up. So you just have to pick one or the other Marvel or DC. In terms of no context, Marvel or DC. Damn it. <laughs> and I, I, and I, I, I knew I had to answer this because I, yeah. Fuck it, DC. Okay. Who fucking DC? Batman or Superman? Batman. Movies or series? Movies. Awesome. Okay. Goku or Vegeta? Vegeta. Yeah. I like that. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Harry Potter, but that's close. Yeah. Heath's Joker or Joaquin's Joker? This is the one I had the most difficult with. <laughs> Everyone's gonna have the most difficulty. This one. Just, I know, but they're, they're just different, man. I, I I will I will say I prefer Joaquin's, but okay, well that's fine. Yeah, believable. Look, they're both great. Like this is detracting from them. So, um, goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark? Which I don't know. You're younger oh. than me, so this might be out your your time. But I afraid both, but goosebumps. Okay, cool. Fries or tater tots? Oh, tater tots all the way. All right. Uh, Elder Scrolls or Fallout? Fallout. Mm, okay. Uh, Call of Duty or Halo? Halo. Nice. Which Spider-Man? Toby, Andrew, or Tom? I have to do this. Okay. In terms of Peter Parker, I would say that is Toby. In terms of Spider-Man, I would say Andrew Garfield. In terms of everything, I would say Tom Holland. Okay. Science fiction or fantasy? Science fiction. Waffles or pancakes? Oh, waffles all the way. Oh, okay. Bacon or sausage? Sausage. Uh, iPhone or Android? Android. I am actually on Android right now. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I have Android also. So, all right. That's it for now. We'll... uh, We'll try to add to that when we can. I haven't been really had the chance to sit down and add to it yet. So, but that's matchmaking. Had some interesting choices there, but uh, don't blame me. You know, it's not supposed to be easy all the way around. Yep. Other than that, great episode. Good to go. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, thank y'all for another one. Hope y'all are enjoying all this extra content that's been coming to you recently. Um, hope y'all enjoying Simon. He's going to be the mainstay co-host from now moving forward. We'll try to do episodes every couple of weeks. I'm not even against doing one every week, to be honest. We'll just see how our schedules line up. Uh, yeah. So I do have at least one more uh, long form episode. That's about three and a half hours. I'll probably have Brock on again at some point. And then I'm contacting people right now to get them scheduled for more episodes. And if I could figure out a way to to do like a three person conference call without like paying Zoom a bunch of money, try to work that in so we could get like a long form with me, you and somebody else. But I'm still looking into it. Uh, it costs a lot of money to do like it does. now you could do like 40 minute meetings, but then I'd have to stop every 40 minutes and start a new yeah. meeting and invite everybody. Yeah, that's painful. So. I mean, I'm willing to do it, but it would be a, like it just interrupts the flow of conversation so much that I don't like it. So, but all righty then, buddy. Well, uh, till next time. Yep. Yep. All right.
next week. All right. Uh, and...